Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Easter, yeah. happy Easter. Uh, yeah, my, I'm thank you for agreeing to do this on Easter too. My family's not religious, yeah, and th- all the kids are th- 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 there's, no, up. there's no fucking kids. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a lot of kids in my family because I'm like, I'm like the oldest of like, th- or not the oldest, but one of the oldest of like 13 cousins on my oh mom's my side. God. Um, not even counting That's my dad's hard. side. So 13 cousins. Yeah. We have a big, a big family, but, um, it's not like the 20th century where you had to have 11 kids cause nine of them were no. dying. <laughs> yeah. They just had that many. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Well, it's like my mom has like three, three siblings and two step siblings. There you go. So, you know, That's it's, cool of you it wasn't necessarily the- on, on purpose, but you know, we're all so close that it, you know, that part doesn't even matter that they're step siblings. Did you, you have know? fun Easter's growing up or what? Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. Easter's. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not, my family is like half of them are religious and half of them aren't really. So I feel, I feel like that's most people. I have very, very rarely do I meet people. You have to be in the religion to meet a family that's just homogenous. Like that's that. just completely into um, it. hardcore about it. Yeah. yeah. Also Easter, like my dad will text me on Easter sometimes and he'll just all caps. He is risen. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to text and be like, oh, shouldn't it be he has risen by now? Like, can we change the yeah. vernacular a little bit? Like it's so clunky. To make it a little you know, more palatable. Uh, yeah. Like you're already like shoving your, your, your lore at me. Yeah. You know? No, totally. Which is fun. Totally. But. <laughs> My mom left me a voicemail this morning and she was just like, think about Jesus today. And I was like, that's really sweet mom. But you know, I don't know. We're not going to get into that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all, like, all it does. I feel like all it does is it just makes me want to s- never think about re- religion or Jesus yeah, at all. Cause it's exactly. like, ah, you're just one, like what? Two, three days out of the year. You just drive it home. Uh, and yeah. you're just chill the rest of the year. Come on. No, Why totally. Totally. Yeah. But yeah, no, happy Easter. Happy Easter. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, this is a really cool spot. Um, mm. Thank you. Like I said, I love the art on the walls. My walls are bare. I have a few things. I have one painting from a friend, but yeah. it's, he does like erotic art, so I can't gotcha. just like throw it up on like the living room wall. <laughs> yeah, Especially I mean, you if I, could. I could. I just don't know what kind of tone I want to set for like yeah. people walking in. No, that could be a little like aggressive walking yeah, into that. Yeah, like 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 I just formally met you today. If I invite you over to the studio and I was like, "Come on in," and I open the door, and then there's and a there's big pussy there. The yeah, yeah, it's just like. <laughs> yeah, that might be. Come that upstairs might, like, to the shock, studio. You know, like, shock me a little bit. A yeah, little exactly. Bit, yeah, might not work. Might not be the best, uh, but. Yeah, no, totally. But totally. I, I love him and I love his art and he really does is just like a perv in like the purest way and uh-huh. it just like harnesses it and That's does it so sweet. well. What's his name? Um, he, his artist name is Jimmy Zhao. Okay, that's, yeah. a, good, that's a good artist that's, name. That's, his, that's solid. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's Kale Nicholson. I don't know if you know who that I is. I don't think but I know him. Good, totally fine. I but don't think so. He's a local I grew up with him skateboarding in a pomo and it was one of my dearest friends and 
he actually taught me how to make a, a proper old fashioned. Oh, recently okay. he, he bartends somewhere and he made me the best. I did a podcast with him in uh-huh. November, made me an old fashioned. And I was like, oh, dude, these are Damn. awesome. Is this what old fashions are supposed to taste like? Every one I, I order like, was like crap. Yeah, I feel like I've tried them before and it's just like, I'm not good with like liquor, liquor. Like I can do vodka. That's such a girl thing to say too. Like, yeah. I can do vodka because I'll vodka. get so wasted. Vodka's I won't like- <laughs> worry about being. Vodka is like easy for me to drink, but anything else like hurts. Like just the smell of tequila will make me really? sick. Yeah, I can't do it. Did so. you just get too fucked up oh, on tequila totally, already? You already have tequila totally. stories. I used to love tequila. That's, you know, that's how it goes. But That's always how it goes. Yeah. So I love tequila. There's no, it's, I mean, it was nice. It was nice until it wasn't anymore. <laughs> That's the dark, twisted thing about alcohol, man. It's like, yeah. it, it was really enjoyable. And then it just turns its back on you. And you're like, oh, they're just puking my hair. And fucking, oh, God. Yeah. You're just doing the, the like, like the dry heaving, like in the toilet. Your eyes dude, are coming yeah. out of your head. It is no, totally. awful. It happens to me about once a year. And I'm like, dude, we are doing so good, man. What yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it hasn't happened to me like that in quite a while. Thank God. I think I've kind of mellowed out. But for a while there, it yeah, was like I, it was a little too often, you know? Uh, yeah, I do know. I, my, I have like a steady alcoholism now. It's not like just gnarly binge drinking all the time. It's oh, like, oh, yeah. I just have a couple every single day. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Or every other day. Or, I, that, try, I, I try. At to that point, it's not too much of a problem if it's not like affecting yeah. your life. Unless you, unless someone shows you like a, a cumulative total or like a tally. If it's <laughs> yeah. like it's the end of the year and it's like you drank two beers every day for the whole year. That's <laughs> 600, 700. That's almost 800 beers, dude. I'm like, damn. All right. You got me. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of beer. Yeah, no, totally. said, How long did it take you to drink 800 beers? You'd be like, oh my God, dude. I don't know, fucking two, three years? No, this year. Oh, no, one year. One, one year. year. <laughs> Way more than that. So. God. I think uh, that's what I want to try doing is tallying up all the uh, beer beverages, alcoholic beverages yeah. that I have in a year and see what. See what it is. Mm-hmm. No, that, that could be hard to face. It could be hard to face a little bit. It could be, uh, dare I say, a little sobering, but... Yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. But yeah, no, totally. could be interesting. So uh, tell me about yourself, please. Um, um, well, I am 24, like I said a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in mental health right now as a peer support specialist. What's Even a though, peer support specialist? So um, <clears throat> pretty much what I do is I work in the crisis stabilization unit and I work with dispatch for all the hospitals in the area. Okay, so our, they'll send you county. off when someone needs yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I like I travel to all the hospitals. So you'll um, go to French and Dignity or is it yeah, French? Yeah, French, um, AG, Marriott, Sierra yeah. Vista, and Twin Cities and Templeton. Oh, okay, so you don't, oh, just this county. Yeah, got just it, got this it, got county, it. just this county. I mean, but, I'm from Santa Barbara County. So right, <laughs> right, <laughs> a little different. Not those, but. Not those crazies, come on. <laughs> I, don't go, I don't go that far, but. <laughs> Um, pretty much like the unit that I work in every day is, uh, mostly voluntary. Mm -hmm. So people that are in mental crisis, we have like walk-in hours and we do like a mental health evaluation on them. Yeah. Um, check them in, you know, I don't know how I feel if if I was having a mental health crisis (laughs) and someone's not even being paid to be there. I don't know if I'd walk in and I'd be like. 
Listen, I'm so glad you're here out of the goodness of your heart, but dude, I, I need know. some real help. Dude, I need, well, so, I need someone I'm who's mortgage depends. I know what you are. That's fine. But that if I walked nice. up and someone was, uh, oh my God, is that a cat? Yeah. Is that two cats? That's two cats. That's two fucking cats they're just chilling. <laughs> what a bunch of sweeties. That's Baron Matilda. Oh, what a bunch they of cuties. Snuggle. Oh, I was, not to change the subject, but like I was like seeing a bunch of like cute cat and animal <laughs> videos on TikTok and shit today, this morning. I was like... Fuck, man, you need an animal or a pet in this house. Dude, yeah. No, I don't know what I would do without them. I saw this video today of a... This kid was crying himself to sleep, and this family buried their pet cat. They got ran over in their front front of their house in the street. Oh, my God. They buried this cat. And then the husband (laughs) comes walking in with a cat and, like, walks around the corner of the kitchen, shows his wife, and she's like... It was their cat alive. And they had a little like dice out of its ear so they knew it was their cat. Weird. And they were like, oh my God, did we bury someone else's cat? She's like, well, if we fucking buried someone else's cat. They definitely buried so they someone else's and, cat. Went and woke the kid up and the kid was like, like oh, sweetheart, like so five, six years traumatizing. old. Just holding. And they're like, look, that's your cat. He's like, I, I know. Oh. <laughs> I know. And we buried someone else's cat. He's like, I told you. He was like, that's not my cat. There's yeah. no way. So upset. And they're like, the kid's in denial. Yeah. The kid's in denial. Yeah, yeah like, not even buying it. Usually right. Oh, God, he was dead ass right. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even going through the stages of grief. He was like, oh, this is a rough fucking day. My parents don't believe me. I'm burying oh, some dead animal. Sucks. This is awful. That sucks. Actually, it's like, that sucks without sucking because you're like, I got my cat back without yeah. realizing it. No, totally. But these two cats look like the same cat, too. Oh, yeah. No, How they nice look that... related, but they're not only through adoption. No, through species, you know, like they're both cats. That's related enough. Yeah, right? totally. But Adoption's related. That's like saying adoptive kids aren't don't have siblings. True. Get out True. Of yeah, they, yeah, you know. But like my they, mom they was adopted. They look like they're from like the same litter and yeah. they're definitely not. But yeah. How cool. I'd never had animals that would just like cuddle with each other. They're. You know. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're always, always cuddling. It's, it's. Very I wish cute. they are they in, indoor cats. They ever roam around here? Oh yeah, they're okay. indoor outdoor. So nice. They go both ways. Yeah, buy they'll cats. probably come in, hang out. They, they look like Siamese cats right now. I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're you know stuck together. Yeah, they look so stuck cute. together. All right, bad joke. So All right, anyways, cute. back to uh, peer support specialist yes. talk, please. Yes. Um. So yeah. So. I work with people who are in mental crisis and also on psych holds. Mm -hmm. So 5150 for being a danger to themselves, being gravely disabled or being in danger to others. Is it a 48 or a 72 hour hold? It's um, 72 hour and sometimes it gets extended too. Mm -hmm. But I don't usually see the people that are danger to others unless it's like a very specific. Like, you have like a bodyguard with you when that happens. God, <laughs> no, I, I just like won't. You know, it's kind of up to my comfort. I could go see them, that but makes also, sense. you know, isn't that kind of kind of a bummer? It's like we could help you, but no one wants to go near you but to help I, you. You're but terrifying. like, I'm scared for my safety. Yeah, and exactly. there's some that I have seen, but it's like very specific, like say like a minor like threatened his like teacher or some yeah. shit you know like, oh, like i'll go threat, see them because you know? it's not like they're you know it's not at me yeah at all yeah but, it makes sense um yeah so i pretty much i'm not medical staff i'm just uh 
emotional support. So I just walk in and I'm like, hey, what's up? You don't have to wear those scrubs or anything. No, anything I just funny. wear my regular clothes. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Let's talk. Do you want to talk about it? You don't want to talk about it? We can talk about something else. We can play Uno. I don't care. Like, <laughs> That's cool. Also, oh, some days here. you're just like, I'm having an off day. I hope I get a fucking stoner, yeah. la- lazy <laughs> yeah. kid just chilling. <laughs> no, it's very often that I'll go see someone too and I'll walk in and like introduce myself and start talking to them and they're, they'll look at me and just be like, I don't want you here. And I'm like, Damn. oh shit, okay. Like, What's that dude? Do you have to kind of <laughs> set, does that set your ego aside and be like, okay, but <laughs> yeah, you don't have to yeah. want me to be here. But. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really like, Humbling. yeah, but I know, I know it's not about me. You know, but what if it is like, I don't like the way she looks. Get this one out of here. (laughs) God, you know, it's still I'm just like, (laughs) you do you. It is not my problem. If you're going to be mean to me, I'm just here to help you, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's cool of you to do. I think it's a noble pursuit and you get paid for it. So it's super fun. Honestly, Um, obviously it can be dark. Uh, Yeah, naturally. I think the um, mind is the darkest place in the universe totally but usually you know I, by the end of my conversation with someone they a little uplifted. they're a little like uplifted you know and that can be very fulfilling so yeah yeah i'd imagine so i mean any anytime i've been able to support a friend or have a cathartic uh dialogue with them and kind of make them feel better and they'd like audibly validate that it is it is huge and it's like it's kind of selfish for me too because it's like i like the way when you feel good i feel good so i'm trying to make you feel good at all costs so i can feel good (laughs) yeah that's kind of the whole thing about it too is like you know like it makes me feel good to help people but then i have to ask myself like am i doing this out of like selfishness almost but i'm not but i have to recognize that side of it as well you know Mm -hmm. i mean i don't think it's selfish because you have uh this podcast too how cool is that i think i don't know if i've had many other podcasters on the podcast maybe one i'm glad to be i'm glad to be one of the first yeah (laughs) one of the first one of the i mean i i've been doing this a while yeah too Jesus. Anyways, sorry. Uh, what's the name of your show? <laughs> it is called Nobody Likes You. Um, and I make it so each episode is like when you do this. And so, it, you know, it's mental health uh, psychology themed. But yeah. Yeah, I listened to the Trauma Bond one this morning. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, you, uh, great pacing and everything. Thank you. Thank and I you. like that they're not super, because some of my podcasts are like fucking marathons. And I'll, I can see sometimes how long people watch or turn it off or like the YouTube gets turned off. I'm oh, like, yeah. Do I just need to do a 20 minute episode? Would you be fucking happy with that, guys? So. <laughs> yeah, so. I think it's like. You know, I've had, I think I did one episode that was like 45 minutes long, but that's like the longest one. But it's also like harder to make it that long when it's just me talking too. Like, it's not like a conversation. It is, it's like a lesson. You yourself. I've had a couple like <clears throat> um, issues myself where I, I've done solo ones before. Mm-hmm. And, and when I started, I really wanted to do just kind of like solo ones anyways. And it, uh. Sometimes I'm like, fuck, what the hell do I talk about next? And you, I, I just leave it in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, it's hard to be entertaining to yourself and then think like, 
oh, people are going to listen to this? Yeah. I have to come up with content coming out of my stupid face for these people? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, I record it like I'm just kind of talking to myself and just don't think about how it's out there for everyone to listen to because it that, can make me nervous a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And that's good. I think, too, is just, like, I've thrown caution to the wind of, like, you know what I was saying. You understand. I don't have to correct that. Like, the gist is there. Like, yeah. It's colloquial enough. You got it. No, totally. Totally. But, yeah. And, I, you know, I get pretty personal on mine as well to where some of the things I say, I'm like, oh, no, this is, like, out there now. You yeah. know? Oh, yeah, like the comment you made about uh, choosing the wrong guys or whatever. Yeah. On the Chrome oh, Bond God. one. I was like, ha! <laughs> God, that's fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, no, I'm I was like, oh, cool. It. Is a real person behind this, not, like, a fucking... NPR voice God. or something. Yeah, I try to make it like that too, so it's not as like I'm teaching you a lesson, it, a like psychology lesson so right now. It's like no, this is like a conversation and like relating to you. Good move, good move. It Thank definitely you. I was like, it definitely I think like some authenticity. Yeah, provides it for sure. Yeah, totally. That's cool. What uh, what was the most difficult episode you had to make? Um, probably. The one that's like, um, when you're an emotionally stunted man. Cool. All right. Uh, can't wait to get into this, folks. Let's bring it on. All right. Why was that so difficult? It was difficult because I did the whole thing. I mean, it was the longest episode that I made. Mm -hmm. um, I did the whole thing off of this book called The Will to Change by Bell Hooks. And it's really about challenging masculinity mm -hmm. and how... Um, our society has really not allowed men to be in touch with their emotions what are and you that causes about? them to, <laughs> <laughs> to, um, act certain ways in relationships and things like that. Uh, so, you know, I got really into it and I also like, I wanted to do it on the entire book and not like split it up because That's it really would cool. feel like there would be like if I just read half the book and did like the first half, I don't think there would be any like real conclusion. So I was like, I just got to do this whole thing yeah, just, right now. Okay. Um, it was a lot of information that I had to kind of pack into one thing. So what was something you learned from that that kind of changed the way you look at men? Um, I mean, as someone that lives in the culture that we do right now, there's obviously not a lot of empathy for men, um, <laughs> which, you know, understandable to an extent because, uh, you know, hey, I'm guilty of it too. Cause a lot of the time do. men act like little bitches and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, I, I yeah. don't want you to succeed with this kind of attitude. You're making me look bad. No, totally. And there's been times where I've, uh, found myself becoming very cynical about men. Um, which, you know, makes sense mm -hmm. from the things that I've dealt with yeah. for sure. But okay. uh, getting into it, into that book specifically and making that episode, it made me empathize with men in a way that I didn't necessarily before where I'm like, this is how society set you up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it kind of, the world I looking back and trying to analyze like the world I've grown up in being like self-aware to realize, uh, the positive 
components to masculinity aren't facilitated as much anymore. And then mm -hmm. there's a lot of negativity that people are associating with a male identity. And that isn't just a male identity. It's just a toxicity. A lot of people yeah. call it toxic masculinity. Yeah. And like, if it's toxic masculinity, to me, it's not real masculinity. Like, that's not what masculinity is. No. So that's what, unfortunately, I think gets co-opted is people use the term masculinity as like a sidebar of toxic masculinity. And they, they, they like associate them way too closely. And it, yeah. And it just kind of um, villainizes uh, like a male identity or like a male positive uh, identity, you know, and you can have that without being misogynist and being like prejudice. And I know I make a lot of fucking jokes and yeah. a lot of like <laughs> totally. things, but I absolutely <laughs> that like being become trying to become more of a man and like a stand up individual in ways that uh, people appreciate about masculinity has, has changed my life. Mm -hmm. And um, trying to uplift uh, friends of mine that are otherwise like you know you know, kind of little bitches about things. Yeah, and, totally. And, or having a hard time and didn't have a positive rail, uh, male role model. Like, oh man, if I could even just be like, a, like how we were saying earlier, like if I could just talk to my friend, he's going to feel better about this afterward. Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel better too. That's awesome. I mean, that's like one more dude. And then maybe he tell, talks to another friend and then yeah. it's going to trickle down to be like, man, are you being a pussy again? And that's how toxic masculinity yeah. comes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cycles back up. It's a whole cycle. It's a yeah. whole cycle. So, but yeah, I mean, that was like, I, I that episode didn't get that many listens because I think that also a lot of men just immediately. Uh, <laughs> She's calling us gay, dude, don't listen. <laughs> felt kind of threatened, which is something I face a lot. Yeah, um, that's, that's. The, but yeah. I'm like, dude, no, like. I'm on your side, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, these are things that, like, That's I'm trying cool to, to like... I feel like you're just, like, kissing my ass by even mentioning that, personally. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. There's no way that was, like, the cool, the hardest episode you had to make. Oh, dude. No, it was... I mean, it was difficult. But, um, no, I mean, men definitely felt pretty threatened by... Uh, the title of that episode. And see, that's where I would step in and say, those, I don't think men were threatened. I think boys were threatened yeah. or toxic yeah. people were threatened. No, totally. Because a, like a threat is a, a fun challenge to me, right? Like yeah. it's something like, oh, I can either learn from this or succeed from this. So um, interacting with it is going to be a positive. And I like to challenge myself and, you know, I'm mentally challenged enough as it is. I fucking throw it at me right yeah. like I'm just like oh what's gonna happen am I gonna be am I gonna be you know feel even worse about myself like I don't know there could be a lot of positivity about it so no totally I, I think that uh I'm just kind of uh, you know presumpting the way they might have been threatened when you say they were threatened were there like just not a lot of male listeners like did your um, feedback data not come I mean there was that and like I've had some comments from men being like that could be like kind of like a divisive topic or oh, something like yeah, that. See, that you know, sounds like, like so, oh. just whatever. But I'm like, dude, just you obviously didn't listen to it. Sounds like they divided themselves like before they listened. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a, that's a prejudge, which was, you know, suffix, right. Or prefix of prejudice makes a lot of sense. Like where yeah. you're like, Oh, it's intimidating. It's scary. Things that intimidate you or scare you absolutely should make you go. Okay. Why? Yeah. Why does that make me feel uncomfortable? Lean no, into totally. the discomfort. Because that's where, that's where growth happens, is, is exactly. those uncomfortable areas, you know? Exactly. And 
like I kind of make the titles too kind of uh, sometimes questionable so that people will be like, what's she going to say? Yeah. Like, you like, know? like a multi interpreter. And then they like actually listen to it and they're like, Oh no, that, that makes sense. I and like so the titles. <laughs> I, I like the way they're set up and everything. Thank you. Thank you. But you know, I'm just like, just fucking listen to it. And you know, I can always tell episode. who listened to it and who didn't, yeah. you know? Oh dude. When I meet someone, cause I don't have like a, there's nothing polished about my podcast, you know, mm-hmm. maybe the intro and outro are sound good, but, uh, Good sound, right? Sound sounds good. Totally. But um, <laughs> when, when I mean, someone who like someone will like make a reference to like years ago episodes, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I hear like I don't. Yeah, so that. When I, when, I always get this like I'll meet someone like, oh man, uh, I gotta listen to the podcast, and I'm like, no, you don't. You don't even have to say that. I'm not talking to you, so you say that. That's not the only part of me. Yeah, and it kind of sucks because it like it's driven like a social wedge between being like friends with people. Cause they're yeah. like, Oh, I just got to talk to you about like what you're into in your podcast. And like, you're not a real person. And it, I'm like, damn, this sucks. Yeah. No, like, I could totally see that. I mean, so, so like, far all I've done is fucking talk to you about your podcast. So, I mean, you know, social wedge. That's, I wouldn't say it's a social wedge. At least we're us. working. Folks. We're, we're both, we're it. both in yeah. this, <laughs> in this industry. Uh, <laughs> the trade man. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. But um, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting and it's definitely like, you know, brought some friendships, I guess, closer to, because some of my friends will listen to it and be like, Oh, like I didn't know this about you or, um, let's talk about this more. Like it affected me like this. Um, but then there's also some, some men out there that kind of use it as like, Oh, you're my therapist now. That's cute. <laughs> like I, I mean, I, I was mean, listening I was to that like, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Therapize me. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Like, uh-oh. But it's, it's sweet. It's sweet. I, I like, um, especially when like men I don't really know will reach out to me and be like, this like resonated with me in this way. And I'm like, that, well, you know, I'm glad I could do something. That's one of the biggest compliments I think. Yeah. Like for me too, I, uh, kind of continuing with that theme of like I feel like a lot of men in my life that have listened and kind of heard me be vulnerable and me say and also I there's I have like the gay accent when I talk uh on some of my podcasts like I'm just like what in the rainbow was coming out of my mouth that day I don't know I just uh, a little more a little more articulate and it just but um they kind of hear me and they feel come more comfortable with themselves I've noticed and they kind of reach out and talk to me and I'm like all right this yeah fucking, this is cool this is this is exactly like what I could glean from that and enjoy. So someone, yeah. No, totally. And it's, it's interesting to see like how much more comfortable, cause I've always like been a slightly more shy and private person. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've grown into myself more nowadays, but growing up I was like deathly shy. I couldn't talk to anyone for like, my fucking saved my life. Did you just post a picture with Jeanette McCurdy? (laughs) You weren't too shy to get a fucking photo with Jeanette McCurdy. Dude. So that's so funny. Um, I'll circle back on my thought on that. Please, please. Um, so I went to, I was homeschooled 
until that's why seventh you're grade. normal. Oh, that's why I can talk to you. You are one of the you are one of those fucking those soldiers out there made for the, yeah. the weird society we're in. Yeah, I was homeschooled and then I went to Christian school. Oh, okay. Seventh through like tenth grade. But my eighth grade year, I was at this tiny Christian school and we won Nickelodeon Rocks Your School. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> and it's How this cool tiny school in a Tascadero. And so no Nickelodeon came way. to our school. It feels like a fucking fever dream It now. sounds like I, a fever dream. Like, I was like, where I was I when you were in eighth grade? <laughs> oh, I was in high school getting drunk for the first time. Got Dude, it. Okay. yeah. I, I didn't see this. I wouldn't believe that it was real if I didn't have that picture with me and Je- Jeanette McCurdy. But um, yeah, so Nickelodeon came. We played games with the Nickelodeon slime. That's fun. Which I've was all, oh, what so a dream come satisfying, true. you know. That's a, one of those childhood bucket list items Dude, that just never will get crossed Yeah. Off. And then there was like a DJ <laughs> randomly and Jeanette some. McCurdy and Nathan Kress from iCarly were okay. there just hanging out, talking to us, dancing, like whatever. And then we had a private concert from Big Time Rush. Yeah. Hell in yeah. Our, in our <laughs> church gym. That's fucking cool, man. <laughs> and that was <laughs> insane. You know, who would have fucking thought? So. Did you see Drake Bell when he played at that hall in Slow a no, couple years ago? I didn't. You didn't? I heard he was fucking high. Really? He smelled like weed and his eyes Dude, were Dude, I believe it. He went to like Morro Bay High School for some event too uh, one time. Weird. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, that's so funny. And now he's like, I don't know what's going on with him. Dude, (laughs) the the lore, the Drake Bell lore goes so deep because he got like in trouble for like fucking a 13 year old or some shit. I heard it was in Mexico and I'm pretty sure that's normal for them in that country. Not them in that country. Oh, he disappeared to Mexico. And he changed his name and now he's a like Spanish singer under a different name in Mexico or some shit. He like completely like disappeared from the country and is like doing that now. You ever dye your hair and you're like, I'm a new person. This is, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm leaning into this. Like yeah. imagine the mind fuck that is, Oh, I'm not on Drake and Josh anymore. Also, I'm sure when, uh, okay, this is no, uh, I was going to say something and then I repeated it in my head and I was like, this doesn't sound very good at all. Oh no. Um, I was going to say he's probably like, yeah, fucking 13 year olds. Cause that's all he fucked when he was a Drake and Josh growing no, up. Totally. He was like, yeah, why he, he just is a creature of habit. <laughs> God, <laughs> terrible, terrible creature of habit. Or, that sounds way better than what I had in my head. That, well, a cre- a creature's a creature. Throw him in the they, wood chipper. They come hand way. In hand, I guess. <laughs> God, no, that lore is hilarious. I don't remember what what got me on that subject. Um, you said you were a shy person growing up, and I brought up Jeanette Curdy Nickelodeon connection. So how that um circled back was growing up like a very shy and anxious and private person. Now having a a podcast where I'm very open. It's yeah. interesting to see like yeah. firsthand how much more comfortable people feel talking to me about things 
because it's, I'm so open and out there and talk about these things like publicly. Hey, man, it's one of my least favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you. That's one of my least favorite things. Uh, when people are a little too comfortable. Conversely, I do love that like guys will come up and like feel comfortable speaking to me because maybe they don't have. Because a, a big part of what got me into podcasts was like a lot of positive male role models that I was finding in a way that I like I needed a new uh, motivator I needed a new like hero or a new something to like kind of someone to look up to in some yeah. way and better myself because I wasn't in a good place and I was mm-hmm. like the fuck is a pod the nerdist my friend Zach James listened to the the uh, podcast and I was like an internet radio show that is the dumbest gayest thing I've ever heard you were dumb <laughs> and gay Zach and and then uh, sure enough like later that year I started listening to it and I was like oh my god it looks like whole new personalities based off this bullshit yeah. I'm hearing so. no totally so totally. I get it but there are people who will just walk up and just start talking to you and I've made some cool friends about it because they've listened to the podcast I'm like you know yeah. the dude who cuts my hair his uh, fiance listened to the podcast and she you know she's older than i am she's not someone i'd hang out with like socially but i ran into her at a bar and he was there and we started talking and i was like oh holy shit fucking i don't know how you found it uh you're not like my target audience not that i have one yeah it's kind of weird no totally totally it can be nice is it weird like the people are like older than you like consume your content sometimes yeah that's kind of new like i think it's weird that people younger than me well, I consume my content because I'm like an old grouchy, like old fuck in my head. So I'm like, yeah, of course, like the, you know, I had to show the guy how to find the podcast for it. Yeah. I get a lot of that, no, you know, totally. where it's like, how do you, fi- <laughs> how do you find it? Just, like, just, well, what do you mean? Just go on Spotify and yeah. search. <laughs> no, totally. Um, and it's interesting to look at like what my target or my target audience, but just like the demographic. Yeah. The demographics is what I mean. Um, because it's a lot of like, uh, young women mm-hmm. around my age, and then once it reaches to like age twenty eight, it's almost all men. It's like men twenty eight through forty. Well, that's when they probably need it the most because they were like, <clears throat> oh, "I just did ecstasy for the last ten <laughs> years, and I'm yeah. thirty, and I need no, you to totally. fix my brain." <laughs> I feel like they're at like they they just get to a point where they're like more open to it because I meet a lot of guy like a lot of guys that I know my age are not open to having those conversations yet. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is they might not just be there and it does take men a lot longer to develop fully. Like mm-hmm. their frontal lobe isn't fully developed till they're 25. That means I've only been walking around <laughs> like a fully cooked person for like 3 years. Yeah. Damn. I'm not even fully cooked. Well, I mean, you're a lady, Apparently. so I, I think guess, you're good. I think you're already I there. That's why they're like, younger. this young lady knows exactly what I need because yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm like year four into being fully developed is a nightmare. Uh, no. My thoughts scare me. Nightmares happen. Yeah. I, I get mad at bunnies. This is horrible. Easter is traumatic. <laughs> I don't like, know how to regulate my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Totally. <clears throat> How'd you even get into this? Like having a podcast or having the interest in being a maybe a peer support specialist and having like 
I because I, growing up, like a lot of women were like, "Oh, I'm gonna be a psychologist. I want to go to school for psychology," which is just code for, "I don't know what the fuck I'm doing." And I'm yeah. like, "That was just like woman code for I don't know what I'm gonna do." It just like a dude going, "Oh, uh, join the army." No, Fucking totally. nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> no, totally. Um, well, I I um, went to Cuesta for a long time for psychology. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I got like a little associate's degree in social and behavioral studies, um, and was considering taking it further, but then COVID hit mm-hmm. and then I just kind of did whatever the fuck, but it, it is so wild to me how the course of so many people's lives changed. Yeah. Like no matter who you are, your life went left turn i got my real estate license during that time damn you really don't know what you want to do huh (laughs) (laughs) real estate license or that's like what that's like what the women in lompoc like their pussies broken they're like i fucking i don't know if i could do stepped on coke anymore i need to try and sell a house oh my god no amanda and i were talking about this the other day because she was like you've had so many jobs And they're all so different. Yeah. Oh, that's cool though. Yeah. I mean, that's really cool you know, too. I, you know, I've done, I've done a lot of different things for sure. But, um, yeah. So I went to Cuesta for that and then my life turned another way for a while. Um, and then I was working in marketing for, what does that a mean? A lot of... What the hell does working in marketing mean? That sounds like uh, some like... I work in marketing and then you're just like in this office like getting someone's paperwork. <laughs> <and you're> like, <laughs> I was the coffee coffee God. person. No, I loved my, my job with this company. I worked for a hair care company and it was remote. So it was just from home. Oh, cool. That, um, I've never done Loved that. it. And I was technically their affiliate manager. So I ran their affiliate program working okay. with like TikTok influencers. So you were in charge stuff. of a pyramid scheme. Is what, um, that's what, a I multi-level mean, marketing. I Got it. All right. That. I, I would say it was a period say. scheme. It, it was uh, a period scheme, a pyramid scheme. Um, period scheme. That's all those scheme. fucking Kotex commercials. <laughs> I'm not using it. God. No, but you know, it was, uh, it was kind of just like, outsourcing our marketing to people with followings. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. how, how it goes. But, um, gosh, I should have done it. My, my biggest demographic on TikTok is, uh, w- w- women your age and younger. And yeah. I don't know where the hell that came from. Dude. Yeah, no. And, and I managed their TikTok too for quite a while. Me and this other girl, we kind of both did it. And then you know, it's just that sounds like fun. When I, when I'm on, when I'm on TikTok and I see like a band's, uh, fucking like, uh, what is it? Smashing pumpkins has a TikTok and it's some like young woman doing it. (laughs) It's funny. It's like a, or like the people who do the twi- uh, Twitters for like Wendy's and they're just like talking shit like no, Taco Bell's totally, ass. Totally, <laughs> like yeah. that is hilarious. That is some like good millennial was, Gen Z. That was kind of what I was on. doing. But also the company I worked for was very like um, all natural vegan. Oh, OK. A L- little gr- little crunchy. Yeah, yeah. Very, very crunchy. Got it. Um, so, you know, I, I, I I'm pretty, cr- I'm pretty crunchy, just like in like a, uh, combative way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what. But you know, it was like, I had to st- stay on theme for that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was doing that for a while. And then 
I needed another job because that job was still only part time. And I was oh, yeah. like, I'm not making quite enough money. And then I saw peer support on Indeed and just started was and like, honestly, this sounds like kind of sick. Like, I'm going to try it. Like, why not? Cool. How long and have you I been love doing it. that? It was just a few months. Just a few months. Yeah, just That's a few cool. months. That's really cool. Um, like, and it's kind of gotten me back into wanting to do stuff with psychology, mm-hmm. which is also kind of what inspired the podcast. Yeah, is like working this job. So I mean, psychology has got to be like, you know, I, I making jokes or put that aside, but the it's literally like we're all experiencing the same shit, right? Like yeah. that's all the same out there. What do you think? This guy over here <laughs> yeah. screaming at a wall. Something's different. Like we got to figure it out. Like it is so validating to be like, Oh my God, they have a chapter on me. Holy shit. Like no, that's how totally, I feel. Totally. Totally. Like I, uh, finally after a life of struggles got diagnosed with ADHD, mm, which mm-hmm. everyone, I told my mom, she's like, yeah, no shit. And I was like, mom, you're the one who said I didn't have it. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I started taking a uh, Stratera, which uh-huh. is a non-stimulant, mm-hmm. uh, which is, sucks because that means i'm still fat um <laughs> but it, it it fucking changed my life like yeah got better at work got better at like just doing tasks like staying on task being focused and just totally oh my god it was like someone like got all the static and feedback that was interfering the the soundtrack it's so good yeah Big and fan huge proponent of it it's crazy because I understand where people come from with this, but a lot of people are so scared of getting help because they don't want a diagnosis. And they don't want that to be their identity identity and who they are. But just the fact of like having a diagnosis for something changes how, you know, it changes what medication you're on if you're on one or if you want to be on one, it helps with that. Um, and like if you're in therapy and your therapist diagnoses you with something, um, it changes their plan of action and like their treatment plan for you. Um, and you know, that was like the difference between like, I have had depression forever. Right. But got diagnosed with PTSD Mm -hmm. last year. And so the difference between how, um, like my therapist's approach changed completely, you know? So that was helpful. Yeah. Completely helpful. Treating it as PTSD and not depression. Yeah. So they're not treating the, like the the depression they're treating, like that's a side effect of PTSD. Yeah. So that's not the main thing, right? Exactly. Um, They're like, no, like we got to focus on the issues that cause you to develop this, you know? Yeah. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Do you want to expand on that? Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it exactly, unless you have specific questions. That's fair. I know <laughs> specific questions. That's <laughs> my, my favorite brand of <laughs> questions too. Yes, please. <laughs> why don't you ask me why I use that brand of toothpaste? You're, do you not like me? What's, are we not friends? Oh my God. Um, yeah. So how long were you treated for depression? Um, well, so I got diagnosed with that when I was would you say misdiagnosed 12. or just they just no because I was at that point but I whoa. hadn't gone through the traumas that caused okay. me to have PTSD okay so so you were familiar with the depression um what 12 year old girl isn't a little depressed dude right I was depressed when I was 12 no, I wasn't even a girl it is a hard fucking time yeah it is a really hard time um 
And like, yeah, you know, most 12 year olds are going through it for sure. They're and it, and it, it not to interrupt, but it's like your body is being <laughs> flooded with chemicals that it's never had. And then there's a entire day dedicated to learning stuff you don't care about. And for some reason, every time Cody walks by, your fucking balls hurt or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, and you're like, ah! Yeah. And, and, then, no, totally. and then everyone's... And every time you're around your parents and your parents' friend, they're like, oh my God, what? You used to be so nice. Why aren't you... Oh, why are you hiding in your room? And you're like, I can't stop jacking off. What do you mean? Why am I hiding in my room? You know, like, fuck off. Yeah. No, it is... Oh my God. It is a tough time. And there was a lot of stuff going on within... Um, like my family at the at that time, like that's when my parents split up. A lot of changes were made. So, so that's happening on top of it too. Yeah, that would make anyone depressed. So you know that was like, and I would say that that was like an accurate diagnosis for sure. And um, you know that carried on. I was on medication in like junior high and high school, but it was one that made me more anxious. It was Prozac. Made me really anxious, but it helped with my depression. Interesting. So I just took like a really low dose. So it would just that's slightly make weird. me more anxious, but also slightly help with depression. Okay. So that's funny because it's like, you're like, I'm depressed, but I'm so concerned with what's possibly going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I have no time to dwell. So I'm like, yeah. what's going to happen? That's kind of like a, a fucked way of dealing no, with depression. No, it wasn't I don't think good. I, it wasn't good. Someone me measured the wrong ingredients. It made it bearable, you know? I, I, I mean, you're still here. It, it looks made like it, it was bearable. bearable. And then like, I got it kind of more under control as I started getting older, but then I went through the traumas that eventually I developed okay. PTSD. Got it. Um, and then I was all of a sudden just like, why is my depression like 40 times worse than ever mm. kind of thing? It's really, <clears throat> I've never gone through long spells of depression, mm -hmm. but when it happens, it's really sobering. I'll be, I don't know if I'll like look at myself in the mirror, be laying in bed or I can't get out of bed or I'm just like, can't get, get motivated that day. And I'm yeah. like, when the fuck did this start? How did this happen? God. It's yeah. so frustrating. No, it can be really frustrating. And there is a while, like, because um, a couple of years ago, I went through real, real terrible breakup. And then uh, uh, who, know, who knew those could be so fucking depressing? It was a very, like, shocking was reality. Was it your choice? Um, was it a, it was my choice, emotions? uh, as a result of his decisions. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so, so you can say um, it was my, you can say it was his choice to <laughs> fucked up. Like exactly. You know, I would have, I probably would have still been with him if he didn't make the decisions that he made, you yeah, know, well. but, um, well, word of warning to you guys out there. Don't rape <laughs> squirrels like this God. man did. Okay. <laughs> God. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I went through that and then like other shit on top of it. Um, boundaries being crossed, things like that. And then I was just like, I don't know how to deal with these feelings. So I'm going to party harder than I ever have before. You See know? if it goes away. <laughs> See if I can ignore it. I'm just going to like it. Push push it. I'm going to push it down until it's not that big and scary. And then I'll deal with it later. 
And then it got to a point where I was like, my body can't do this anymore. Like I need a break. And then I stopped. I was like, I did like a sober month and oh my God, I've never been so depressed in my life. I couldn't do anything. I literally like didn't leave the house for like <laughs> weeks. <laughs> There's <laughs> what? What do I do if I'm not drinking? Yeah, what do I do exactly. if I hit him not high? I was like, God damn it! Like I, I don't know. And then I was kind of forced to like face it, and that's when I started going to therapy again. And that's cool. Got on so, a different medication that worked better, and yeah. whatever. So I think a lot of people have a difficulty admitting or analyzing or like finding th- themselves the the chance to admit that oh I need to go to therapy. How did you? come across that were you talking to your mom were you talking to your oh. friend did you had you gone to therapy before or something or yeah so um I have a different therapist nowadays but I went to the same therapist from when I was 12 to like last year mm-hmm. and I'll still see her every once in a while but um I'd be so I attached. can't afford her now oh and yeah I get free therapy through Sencal. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm just going to do this weekly yeah. therapy with this girl who's sweet. Love her. But, you know, my my main therapist I've been with for like she's known me for like 13 years That's now or wild. something like That's that. Wild. That's a long time. Yeah. To go and, through. and uh, you know, it wasn't consistent. Like I would it would be like six months. I don't see her. And then like kind of feeling it again. I'd go back and be like, hey, what's up? Like, <laughs> let's talk, you know. So, um it can be it can be difficult but luckily like um my mom's always kind of been you know she she doesn't go to therapy but she's always they been never like, do come on yeah, mom. yeah. <laughs> but, but she's from a young age you know she would see you know i was a pretty weird and depressed kid even um and like didn't know didn't really have like social skills either but she would kind of just be like yeah you need therapy like she'd see it that might not be the the <laughs> if my kid was like weird had no social skills I, I wouldn't be like you need therapy i'd be like you want some social skills do you want to go get some social skills god I'm no sorry, should i we know go? and i don't i don't think it was because i didn't have social skills but like i mean do because, you have so- because i didn't have social skills i was very lonely and very depressed it's no one really talks about social skills it's some sometimes it's like a fucking reflex for people and sometimes for other people it's the hardest workout they do that it's the hardest thing they do that day dude no like i because i was so sheltered growing up like the homeschooling yeah homeschool and then christian school you know my class was my class my sophomore year was me and five other girls Damn, you know, like damn. It was still, that could, that's some that's some it, mean girls like shit. I might, in like a I might as well still possible. have been homeschooled at that point. I, you know, well, it was, see, I have friends that were homeschooled, and it was just like a bunch of them in a fucking like local church somewhere. Yeah, it was just like 10, 15 of them. <clears> yeah, like, I mean, I, I there was some points where I did stuff like that, but a lot of my homeschool life was literally me at home with my mom. Yeah, and see, her just being like, "Here's a workbook." 
Oh, that's not necessarily homeschooling. (laughs) (laughs) That's detention. That's at home suspension from real school. Yeah. So that's summer vacation workbook. Or that's, oh, you got to do this workbook over winter vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not to say that was your whole experience, but uh, what what do you think? um, What are you thankful for that kind of stands you apart from people who weren't homeschooled? Um, I had a lot of time to do other activities because I wasn't in school all day, every day. Like what? So my mom had me learn piano and violin from the age like six. I started both instruments. Can you play them a little yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. I'm not as good as I was back then. Somehow, <laughs> at like at the age 11, I was like way better at those two instruments than I am now. But I'm you're much more I'm of a sponge at, back like, then. Uh, other musical stuff now than I was back then. You know, like mm-hmm. whatever. But that and I rode horses. Oh really? So and I grew up like competing and stuff. In, ho- so, in uh, uh, horse showing and mm-hmm, stuff. Uh, like what is it called? Barrel racing. <laughs> you're a barrel racing. Yeah, ah, yeah. Look at all so much fun. That's like the most fun I've ever had in my life. Dude, so impressed uh, with barrel racer. I didn't know what a barrel racer was until I started watching Yellowstone. And I was like, oh, these fucking. Mm-hmm. And then, so I just started seeing all these barrel racing related things on my TikTok. And I was like, turns out these girls are a bunch of sluts. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> barrel racers are fucking. Dude. Bunch of chicks in with buckles and big butts. This is this so is hilarious. much fun though. So much fun. I would have never guessed you were a barrel racer. You don't want yeah. to be a barrel racer at all. No, I did that. And I like, I did I, jumping. I did, I did like a bunch of different stuff, but that was my favorite one. It was like the most fun. Yeah. So it looks fun. It looks awesome. Yeah. I was like, oh damn, maybe I could be a barrel racer. It turns out I was like kind of fucking stupid for a guy to be a barrel racer i guess so <laughs> really i didn't know I that know. but my uh my opinion of horses has changed a lot over my life uh-huh. i just didn't give a fuck about horses for a while but then i saw the man from snowy river uh when i was a kid oh and that's about a legendary ride that a horse a guy has on a horse at some point anyways so i was like Horses are pretty cool on a ride a horse they're so fun i love tombstone those cowboys are riding horses yeah horses are awesome and then I just like got over them. I'm just like, these fucking dumb animals are always in the way. Everyone loves horses. Don't get it. Then, ho- then you found out what horse girls were. Not even barrel racers. Just like just horse girls. Just like girls that like sh- should have been homeschooled. And now they're with the rest of the people. I was like certified homeschool horse girl. Like had like the homeschool hair where it's just like middle part long. You know, like no layer. Like I had like that hair. Like I was like, I was Looked like a bad Barbie doll, horse girl to my core. Oh, and then I, um, as I got older, I was like, I'm punk now in high school. You know, I think that's when everyone does it. Yeah, I got. I was very lucky. Um, I was weird, had no social skills, wasn't a horse guy, and found <laughs> punk very young yeah. uh, in about third or fourth grade. Oh, that's sick. Uh, making M80s and like bombs and like fireworks and stealing <laughs> shit and just like riding on my shoes and like, hanging out at the video store. I was a latchkey kid, so there was a oh. lot, a lot, not a whole lot of supervision. And I was like really. Ooh, you're Amanda's home. Little cameo. We get a cameo from Hell yeah. Amanda Bring and Duck and Goose. Duck and Goose. The Chewinies. Oh, what? The, the ones in the picture right there? Yeah. The one in the painting? Yeah. The one in the yeah. painting? Oh, yeah, my God. they're going to go get to meet the Weens as well. Towards the end of my um, 
<laughs> previous relationship, uh, she bought a dog or she got a dog, adopted, uh-huh. rescued this little oh, little chihuahua, and so I got so cute. attached to that. Oh, and now we don't dude. talk anymore. That's and like the hardest part. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what, do I get visitation rights? What the hell? Dude, it is yeah. so miserable. No, I was I was seeing a guy for a while, and he had this cute pit bull, and I, I still I still will only like. The his, pictures like, of the his like his oh, like stories with no, the pitbull. My... Oh, hello. <laughs> Say oh. hi, dogs. Oh my <laughs> cry. How are you doing? <laughs> How's it going? Oh, so much better now. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> so we are so fucking good. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it's a lot better now. Uh, I was just I was just telling her I haven't had a moment with my ex's chihuahua in months and oh, I miss it and we don't talk anymore so it's like a little uh oh, fuck. so Jesus. I don't get to see the I dog know. and well, I'm so sad now there's right two here. here when as soon as I saw him run through the great gate I was like oh fuck I'm gonna cry on my <laughs> show right now oh, that's so cute so good job oh look at oh, the, oh they're so, so good too so fucking far how's it going Where'd you go? We did the Pismo Preserve. Yeah. That'll do it. Nice. Oh, they're so tired, I bet. Oh, no. Sorry. I got to check them for, like, ticks and shit right now, too. Check them. They probably left some over here. Um, Some ticks? Yeah. Have you ever found found a tick on you? Dude, yeah. I just had a nightmare that I had a thousand ticks on my scalp. Dude, no. I ran into Sophia's room, and I was like, get them off. They're making my head itch just thinking. Oh, God. Yeah, Yeah, there was a few years ago I did this photo shoot in, like, the mustard flowers with a friend of mine. And then I got home and I got in the shower and I was like, what's that on my back? And I pulled a tick out of my back. And I was like, that's... And you can't, like, like crush them. You got to, like, burn them, I guess, is, like, the best way to kill them and shit. I just... Which is so I just flushed it down the toilet or the drain or whatever. Yeah, nice. (laughs) <laughs> Good move. Like, get rid of it. <laughs> God. Podcasting. Having a little podcast, a little interview. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Been getting getting into it. Do you want, do you want to take a break? We can chit chat. Yeah. Let's take. Let's we can break. Sure. Anyways. Perfect. <laughs> oh, what Adorable. a sweetheart and little puppies. Adorable. <laughs> She's walking like she just went on a big ass hike. She's yeah. like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, tail wag. So cute. All right. All right. Let's uh, get back to you. Um, so you got to play instruments, got to barrel race and yeah. horse. Do you still ride horses? Do you still do um, anything like that? I don't really. On occasion, I'll do something with horses. My mom um runs a farm out in Creston Paso yeah, Robles yeah. area. Dude, that's a beautiful <clears throat> area too. It's insane. That's where I grew up. Oh, well, you yeah. lucky little out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um but she has a farm where she has people board their horses. And yeah. right now she has like she has a few horses, but she also has a bunch of miniature horses and a mini donkey. And then she also has like goats and she breeds pigs and quail wow. and chickens and ducks. And so like a farm farm. Yeah. yeah okay. It's like farm ranch, life. Ranch farm. For sure. So for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't really like. We don't have our own horses anymore. Um, yeah, like we just use everyone else's. Like, I like, like I can't like ride their horses. You can't, you can't go on joyrides unless they like can't joyride the let Mustang. Me and you know, like there's like insurance things if you get hurt on someone's. And horse, I'd imagine if someone's you know? like, oh, can you board my horse? That thing's probably expensive, and you can't just yeah. have any anyone just hop on the yeah, back of it. Exactly. But um my grandpa had a horse for like a long time and uh not anymore though. He sold it to like a young girl that was gonna ride it a lot more. But I would ride that horse whenever I was around or whatever. Yeah. But that's cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, it was fun. So you uh, did music too. Mm-hmm. Um, you still do music. Yeah. From what I gather. Yeah, I uh, still you, do music. You have a couple music projects. Yeah, I've had quite a few over the years. Yeah. So. Do you play shows? Not anymore. I haven't not played anymore. a show since. So it's just like an expression thing. You just get to yeah. create it. You don't even have to be like doing the whole liturgy part of it but i miss it shows i miss playing shows the last time i played a show was i want to say it was like 2018 or some shit i knew i had a feeling you were gonna say pre-covid but i didn't know you meant pre pre pre-covid no it was like because i had my old band um jungle gym and um my like drummer got married and moved away for like a big boy job and now he has a baby and like um like other bandmates moved away and like i had some that would like come and go and like people kind of replace them or whatever but um it kind of just like fell apart to a point where i was like i'm just gonna like stop this and like do something else but that was the last show that i played and it was with a machine girl and Girl Pusher and Fetters. And it was where probably we, one of the most fun shows I played was my last one. So where at? It was at this house called Chlorophyll Cave in Chlorophyll Cave. In Slow. Do in you remember Slow. that place? Um is uh, I don't think I went to Chlorophyll Cave. Uh-huh. I went to the one by the gas station. 2K7. Red, yeah, 2K7. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And then the... No, um, I used to play there like once a month, which was great. That's funny. how I got my job at Boo Boo's too. Really? I worked at Boo Boo Records. Oh, you worked at Boo Boo's? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, my my job world. interview was the show that I played there. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, plays music perfect. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. No, they were like uh, Miguel was like, You want a job? He's all drunk <laughs> after the show. He's like, You got the job. And I was like, Okay. okay. <laughs> That's way easier. Perfect. That's great. That's how I actually get podcast guests is I'll just drunkenly mm. run into them and mm-hmm. then we uh, say we're gonna do it for uh two years and then maybe And then finally yeah. do it. Yeah, this this is one of the quicker like ones of actually. Thank you for being a uh, dependable. Like, <laughs> yeah, actually, of course. Lose. That's crazy. I had to reschedule once, but that was it. It wasn't even <laughs> reschedule. It was like when you're like three ish. I was like, I've done this enough times. When's a better time? Yeah. <laughs> like, when, is tomorrow work no, better? Because totally. I can I can go <laughs> for a free Saturday. <laughs> like, bring it on. Yeah. No. Yesterday I was. Uh, very hungover all day. I slept all day. So yeah, you would have been horrible. Yeah, I would not have been able to keep a conversation like this. Glad we skipped it. (laughs) So yeah, but yeah, so I played with Jungle Dim for a few years and we'd uh, play down in LA quite a bit as well. Um, What kind of music? It was like... I heard a lot of girl names, like Riot Machine Girl. Uh, is it Riot Girl? Was it like... Um, no, there's there's Machine Girl, who's uh, this like duo, and it's like, um, they're pretty 
big now. I played with them kind of they were it was they weren't as big right back then, but they're on tour with 100 Gex right now. And I'm so um, old. I have no idea who any of these fucking people are right now. <laughs> you would probably recognize 100 Gex. Probably. 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 I went to the Fiddler show and I was the oh my God, oldest I was there. person. Oh, you were? Yeah. Dude, I was the oldest person there and I've never felt so old. <laughs> I'm not even that much older, but like the God, age gap yeah. felt so real. It looked like a bunch no, of people pretending totally. to be adult. That's the first time I looked and I was like, oh, they are not like real yet. They're not fully developed men yet. Uh, their frontal lobes are still getting fucked with. Yeah. Um, I, I, it was a bunch of kids. I no, was totally. Like, it, I hated how they just opened with cheap beer. I was like, dude, I wasn't, e- I wasn't even ready. I wanted to, mo- <laughs> I wanted to hit a 20 year old with an elbow. What dude, the fuck? Yeah. I got in trouble at that show for being crowd, crowd surfing. That's stupid. <laughs> but the first I went up to some guy trouble. and was like, Hey, pick me up. I was all drunk. I was like, pick me up. And he did. And like, tried to like crowd surf and, they just dropped me. <laughs> I was like, that's like the worst thing imaginable. And then later I went up to the same guy and I, was, I turned around to the guy behind me and I was like, hey, you better fucking catch me. Like, yeah. catch me this time. Oh, shit. And then, yeah. And then I worked out, but then the security guy got upset. A little pissed. So, whatever. He's like, you're not falling again, lady. Get down. No. Dude, <laughs> I, yeah. saw you, I saw what happened <laughs> first time. We're not like, doing this. This is just a safety concern for you specifically. Yeah, right crowd now. surfing is cool. You just suck at it. We're not doing <laughs> yeah, this. Literally. But, um, no, I mean, it was a fun show. I had, like, a ton of bruises the next day. Amanda had a huge bump on her forehead from getting smashed in the face, you know? like That's weird. I don't think... I, I feel like I would have saw you guys because it wasn't a packed show. It like, wasn't it was, that packed. It was yeah. fun. I noticed how they, like, conveniently left it off their Instagram and all the pictures and stuff, and it's so annoying how many artists do that when they come through here where they're like, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to look good on the algorithm. If it's a half empty building or a half empty show or a smaller show, God. But it's like those are the best ones and they're so intimate and it's really fun. But yeah, no, totally. Uh, totally. I, I, I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah. A fucking that band Lily. Yeah. Dude. My, my girlfriend really liked that. She was like, stoked. Dude, we've been listening. To I love Lily. They reminded me kind of, of, um, model actress, which is one of my other favorite bands. Yeah. So they're from like New York, but, um, yeah, I went up to the singer of Lily after the show and I was all fucked up. Of course. I was like, Hey, like that was great. Like, you know, like, you know, oh. and then I followed him on Instagram and he that's followed cool. me back. Oh, that's nice. And so that's now we're, we're homies, kind of. We're internet homies. Do you, do you nice. like Plague Vendor by chance? Plague, I don't know. That then album. don't worry about it. I was just okay. going to say I was homies with, but not really. Ooh. Yeah, my only. I love the connection. I like yeah. that. So I found out later after like I saw Lily, after I became mutuals with this man, I found out his drummer is dating Miley Cyrus. What the fuck? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's Isn't that weird? Isn't that the most random thing you've like ever heard? No, my ex went to junior high with Miley Cyrus in Tennessee. Shut so the fuck up. I'm, I'm so jealous. Or elementary or junior high, whatever. I one of the schools. I like It was a K through six or some shit like that. Yeah. There's like, you know, not a lot of people that like 
celebrities that okay so bring it on it's always good when you stop yourself this, and you're is, like, oh, this fuck, is one prepare. that's like i wouldn't say there's not a lot but this is one that's like just being that closely correlated with this woman having that close of a connection makes me want to vomit you know, the, like that like, makes me like so nervous because I love her so much, so you know, like it's like one of those things like there's, you know, not a lot of people that would make me physically ill to possibly have that kind of connection with. But that's one of them. <laughs> that's so weird. I can't handle that. That was too much for me finding that out. I feel like I had a degrees of separation with someone, but I can't I can't think of it. It's not, I it's have not the regular special. like. Zac Efron connection from this my, area. My, my brother was in his drama class. I, they they, they I took drama family together. Friends. Yeah. Oh, okay, you win. God, it's fine. Family friend. I have his autograph. <laughs> I see his fucking fridge. picture on the fridge. <laughs> on the fridge. <laughs> That's, yeah, That's funny. No, yeah, we were like family friends. <laughs> Our dads worked together, so some of my like earliest childhood memories are with that man. No wonder you're depressed. You're like, dude, oh, dude right. look, come on, Zach's going on to do big things. I'm stuck in this horse. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Violin yeah. is just not making me happy. <laughs> oh, it's weird that I'm so depressed when you made me play the two saddest sounding instruments God, a violin and a piano. The saddest ones. And I just wanted to play like rock music when I was little. Yeah. What, you know? what or even got you pop into- I wanted to do. I was just like, I can't do that with a piano and a violin. Yeah, you need a keyboard and yeah. a space violin yeah. or something. <laughs> Which um, I have both of those now pretty much. I have an electric violin. Really? I play, yeah. I've possibly seen or heard those before. I've seen uh, where did I see this violin? Oh, I think the maybe it was a violin this woman's playing in John Wick two. Oh, I haven't um, seen any little of little assassin. Movies. Well, that's fine. That's uh, no. you know, red flag. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I don't care. You're not a fucking normal person like me. It's fine. Uh, God. <laughs> anyways, never mind. Moving on. Sorry, I brought up John Wick. Uh, <laughs> Dare you? Um, yeah. Well, no. You have a couple. So, what other mute? Because you have your podcast, uh-huh. Jungle Gym. Yeah. What is this? Phil Lynn? Phylin? Phylin. Phylin. So my name's Sophia Lynn. Mm-hmm. So I shortened it to Phylin. Okay. It sounds like feeling. Oh, oh feeling. So it's like feeling. a play on a word okay. play in there. Um, that was like just like a solo kind of synth pop project that I had for a while. Um, I had a feeling it was synth pop. I didn't listen, but I was like, yeah, hmm. it's like, it's like off. synth pop type stuff kind of singer songwriting but mm. a little more pop than that um i just did that like i think that was 2021 when i put out music under that name um like the end of 2021 i just had a lot of like that was also when i was like uh post breakup sad oh so, so this, like, this stuff probably slaps it's so sad it's like the <laughs> saddest music i've ever written ever but it's you know it's good for what it is but um yeah so i i did that for a while and that was great i never played a show with that music before because i just never really figured out how i like would have wanted to um play solo stuff live because it's like do do i have backing tracks i can't play all of this at once mm-hmm. do i do like 
You know, like I just didn't divide it up, have people play the part. <laughs> yeah. Kinda, and then yeah. I was like, I don't really want to teach people how to play the parts. Yeah. Sounds exhausting. And like so much of it is like synth electronic stuff that like, I would probably just have to do a backing track with it. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. know. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I just never really like did anything with that. And then, um, Nowadays, I have been playing music with my friend Scotty, and uh, got just, like a band band name, anything? Uh, I think it's still kind of undecided. Yeah, like we have some ideas floating around, but that's about it. And I'm also planning on moving, so I don't, you know, I don't know if we're gonna uh, end up playing shows or like. Are you moving out of the area? You mean? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I remember It'll the first time I moved out of the area. Uh, I'd go back anytime. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, okay. no, I I'm it's a looking big world, forward a lot to of cool it. Shit. But our project right now, he um, does synth stuff through like a plugin on his uh, Nintendo DS, which okay. is interesting. That's and he showed me how to use it, and you can do pretty much anything you could ever want with that. Um, and then I I use like my microcorg synthesizer vocoder really? and also have like my electric violin so i kind of just pop around you got to show me the electric violin at some point because I, I can't believe it's a real thing it sounds i have pretty two cool. actually i have okay. one that's like acoustic but you can plug it in an acoustic electric if you will yeah like and then i have one that's uh strictly electric like mm. it will not make sound because Without it's it. not like built there's no body just, yeah exactly yeah, yeah it just won't do it so <laughs> makes sense huh? yeah where well, are you planning on moving um, we're going to Long Beach, me Long and Amanda Beach? both, because she got into CSU Long Beach. Yeah, for art, maybe? Um, for <laughs> communications. Oh, I have no idea what that, oh, every time yeah. I hear communications, I just think of like a big satellite, like sending a something, yeah. and I'm, I'm like, what the hell are people <laughs> That's doing? That's pretty much what it is. She's the satellite. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, and then I've been like, I, I've been wanting to move down to Southern California for a long time and that's kind of it's kind of the perfect area because it's so close to LA which is mm -hmm. like I have so many friends in LA I have so many opportunity for music yeah. and like whatever the fuck I want to do there's way more job opportunities um all that and but it, like Long Beach is also like a little more quiet beach town yeah you know, yeah, like it's nice. like not quite as like hectic as like if I were to move to like Echo Park, you know, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, had a job interview the other day for a behavioral therapist position for children with disabilities, mm -hmm. which could be really interesting. Um, cause obviously I work in mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, something kind of scary I noticed about people that do work with, uh, uh, mentally challenged people or uh, people with uh, disabilities, very e ego centric and egotistical where they love being the authoritative one. They like being the most capable one yeah. and they kind of like center themselves in this really gross way. And I first picked up on it when I was in elementary school. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't know what to do with me uh, when I would, be defiant as they called it so one time as a punishment they literally had me go sit in a classroom in the special needs class and i watched these teachers 
watching like E network on TV. It was it was when Anna Nicole Smith died. I remember the fucking day. Oh and my god. I couldn't believe the like dismissiveness they had towards these children who don't know any better because they're in a, intellectually incapable of knowing yeah. that they're being disrespected. And I was like, fuck, man. And sometimes oh, you see, I call them the handlers. Like when you, you're at Starbucks and, <laughs> and you know, a, group, a group of them come in off, you know, their, their van or their bus or whatever. You yeah. know? Not of them. You know, they're people too. Okay. But <laughs> don't give me that fucking look. Get out of here, peanut gallery. What are you doing? I thought you were leaving. <laughs> Um, you'll see like the handlers or who, whatever you want to call it, the person, Yeah. you know, not, not that they're like wrangling them up no, like a, cur- I, I a herd of cattle, exactly but what you mean. <laughs> stop the, fucking looking at me over the, there. Uh, <laughs> the supervisors. They're kind of shitty. They'll yeah, be a little no. moody and, and I'm like, totally. I'm like, can I talk to, hard work. yeah, oh, they're doing hard work. <laughs> They are their own fucking martyrs there. I'm pretty yeah. sure they wish they had their own Easter. You know, there's yeah. like administrative professionals day. There's like special needs handler day. Like they, they, <laughs> some of these people. No, they're, totally. they're the, they're the ones that, uh, might have the special needs and they need that kind of validation of being like the Are you the talking about me? Room. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was just she, she, she said oh, I, I had a job interview for, you know, behavioral uh therapist for um <laughs> special yeah, needs or my friend, all right. Hi, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm I'm not no, she's fine. I'm learning. And maybe if she maybe she is like that. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Bye, Amanda. See you later. Get lost. Uh, cool painting. Um, by no means do I think that's no, you. I, but, I'm totally but kidding. I, I just that. wanted to know, know if, that. like, uh, you also know that or have seen that or witnessed that. No, because totally. as soon as you said that, I was like, wait a second. No, totally. I like um, seeing the bad in things. I got it from my mom. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, you got to see both. You got to see the full spectrum, spectrum of it. Um, but no, I mean, I haven't worked very closely with this specific group of people. Mm-hmm. The people I work with in the like psych units, yeah. a lot of them are pretty disabled. You the, know? Yeah, they have intellectual... And, there's uh, definitely like the ways the nurses and the ERs, because sometimes I have to <clears throat> take them over to the ER for whatever reason. If they need a prescription we don't have and can't give them, like whatever, um, the nurses are just fucking evil. I hate most of them. And I have written them up to their supervisors so many because they'll be like horrible to like there's this one woman I was helping. She was a homeless woman who's going through mental crisis. She was like sobbing and she had just gotten hit by a fucking car a couple days before. And I was like, obviously she needs medical help. You know, like I was sitting there being like, okay, like she needs like these prescriptions she needs like obviously like, you're sitting there in health. your fiddler shirt you're yeah, like oh, we better go to the, and the this ER. nurse looks at me and says you're really gonna dump her on us and i was like what the fuck bitch like i was like no and this woman's like crying 
Yeah. And being like, I don't know why they're so mean to me. And I'm like, this is literally like the worst ever. You I know? wonder I wonder if she had seen her before and she's like, You're gonna dump her on us and the one crying. I'm just, just playing devil's advocate, Maybe. like a douche here, so give me a second. Because sometimes people will be manipulative mm-hmm. and play a victim too. I mean, she no, definitely totally. might have been a victim of getting hit by a car. No, no lack oh, no. of sympathy she for her had, there. Her knee was broken. Her knee was 100% broken. We have two knees for a reason. But, You're fine. Uh, no, but you kidding. know, the but. nurse did, I don't think she knew her because um, she said like the, like she would still had to ask her all the information. Like, yeah. You know, talk oh, okay, to her. Okay, like okay. it was like, and she was just mad that the crisis unit that I work for brought another person to the hospital mm-hmm. but there's just some things that we're incapable of doing that yeah. we need to bring them there so she got really mad that yeah we brought another person over there and i was like this is your job yeah. but and who knows she could have been totally just been fed rumors or like yeah. banter of like oh and then the crisis you know people <laughs> don't do their fucking jobs and dump them on us and we're just nurses i just put ivs in or some shit yeah but dude it fucking pissed me off and she just said that in front of the crying homeless they're woman very like, desensitized i've noticed evil the, a lot of the time they're there they don't have feelings for nobody they're oh watching God. people die and yeah like seeing people treat them like shit in their weakest moments and they're just like yeah that was probably just like she's probably just a long shift no maybe she's shitty every day but i get it i'm just like i don't care if you're like maybe slightly cold i don't care if you're not super welcoming just don't be like outward you know like just that have like a little human, malicious. human decency to yeah. not like, like say shit like a, that in front of this woman you're a nurse right like yeah. your bedside manager would be better <laughs> like than that. you signed up for this girl yeah. like this is the career path that you chose um but yeah back back on what got us onto this mm. i had the interview to be a behavioral therapist and i'd work mainly like just with one kid at a time, like in a home setting or maybe like accompany, accompanying them at school or whatever. Um, but they offered me like pretty good amount of money. That's nice. So I'm thinking yeah. about it, but, um, I also haven't really worked with kids in a long time mm-hmm. and I'm like, obviously the job I have now is like, <laughs> pretty intense and like emotionally taxing, you know, like I work with people that are like, I'm going to kill myself and you can't stop me. And I'm just like, well, you know what? Like, <laughs> let's just like sit and have a good time. You know, like, <laughs> like it's pretty. Gnarly. You want a beer? You but can't I'm give like, the kids a beer. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not like nervous about like <laughs> uh, working with someone with a disability. I'm nervous about working with kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like children. Like, that's the biggest disability of them all. Dude. Lack like, of I experience. <laughs> but a lot of it's just like, yeah, you'll have to like have like certain goals for the day where you like work on colors or like whatever. I'm like, okay, I could fucking do that. Sounds like I can fucking crush this. Pay pay me a lot of money. I can can do that. Like it's fine. So that would work. Yeah. But it's also nice because they're like, just let us know when you get down here and like, you can have the job, like start whenever. And I'm like, that's "That's nice to just have that waiting for me when I move. Also terrifying. If someone's like, please just whenever you get here, you got the job. Come on. Yeah. You you want how much money? We'll pay that much money. But like, you know, I also understand there's no, like, 
they're always going to need more people in this position because there are just so yeah. many kids, you know. So it's yeah, like, it's really interesting how the needy uh, seem to outnumber the helpful yeah. in life. No, totally. It's it really is a little <laughs> bit of help and uh, thoughtfulness and consideration for people goes a tremendous way, yeah. and it has to, and it might not be. It's, it's kind of like a, the dollar where it's like inflation's made it super valuable to us but it's not going that far we need yeah. a lot more of it exactly it's definitely the same idea uh, so it's kind of brutal yeah because i'd hate to be in a position where i needed someone and i was just like a statistic in a group or a riverbed Dude. of people yeah you know no totally it's not fun it's it's really i don't know what the catalyst is or was for the amount of people with uh, mental health conflicts, uh, but it just seems so flooded. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's really interesting. I think a lot of it might be like internet culture, people misdiagnosing themselves and maybe getting off on the wrong foot. Just mm -hmm. a part of it, not a big part of it, but no, totally. some of it. And it's, I don't know, it makes me kind of a little scared to like have children in this world too because oh, like i'm so scared to have children yeah i'm like oh man i'm definitely gonna fuck them up um <laughs> and i'm like no someone that's like very i i feel like i have a very like uh motherly personality like i kind of feel like i'm built to be like a mother i mean we are but built to be apparently you know it's a yeah. biological imperative you know and like studying that nurse though not her fuck no that. no fuck she her not she be shouldn't a, she shouldn't really, really gonna dump ever. my child on me right now <laughs> Yeah. Dump no, this she on shouldn't me. be allowed. You signed up for this. She should not be allowed. Oh my gosh! Come Let me here. get these dogs Come inside. Here. Hold on. Oh please, bring them inside. I would love to have them uh, just chill right hey. here on my lap if they could. Come here. Duck, what a bunch of sweethearts. They're named Duck and Goose. You're duck, Duck, Goose. Hilarious. March misses and Mister. Is it a boy and girl? Both girls, ladies, ladies. I wish one of them would come chill on my lap, but I don't want to force them. Yeah, come here, bud. You wanna come here? Oh my god. She's a little more friendly. Oh, good girl. <laughs> Cute, ducky. Duck, no licking. Oh, I guess licking's bad. Duck. I was enjoying she, it. She's just someone that will stick her tongue down your throat if Ooh, you let her. Ooh, little so. stud. What is yeah. hard? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know boundaries. Oh, that's okay. But, um, yeah. What was I talking about? Well, oh, yeah. Being a mom. I would love to be a mom. Um, I'm just scared as far as, like, uh, the world ending. So that's what scares me. Why does that scare you though? Cause you won't have to worry about anything, including like, like me and my mom won't have to worry about anything if the world ends, right? Yeah. You and your mom won't have to, if you're a parent, you two won't have to worry about anything. Yeah. That's the, that, I think that it's is just a scary world. Uh, let me, you know, yeah, kind of go for it. Challenge you there. Just like it is absolutely scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. My mom's had cancer. I should yeah. have emphysema. My, uh, my brother-in-law was killed, unfortunately. Mm. And so like mm -hmm. a lot of scary things happen to people throughout life. But I had this beautiful world and this beautiful life because we got to exist. So even if the world uh, did end, 
the happiest like why not have the experience or have the benefit of yeah maybe it doesn't end and maybe it turns into a, a greater utopia than it I is mean, because this kind of conflict is happening <laughs> you know unless we're sitting yeah. there in pompeii and like mount vesuvius <laughs> yeah. started going off or no, totally. or you were in hiroshima and then the sun fell and you know blew, oh, blew your village up like yeah you know i guess it's not something that's like we have to immediately worry about i just think too hard no i get it, it it's not thinking too hard i think it's uh intelligent to consider and be like oh yeah i'm fucking yeah. terrified of this why would i want to bring a kid in the world like I, I, they're gonna outlaw my car soon yeah <laughs> like, no totally totally and i'm just scared to give birth that's oh you know what i've never had that fear that's probably why i was scared yeah i was like this will be fine you know what i'm most worried you know what i'm most worried about (laughs) being in the delivery room and fainting that's my biggest fear it's like it's like i have three fears being in the delivery room either mom or child dies i faint or it comes out black and i'm not with a black woman yeah you know like those are the fear you know a different color no totally where you're like oh this is definitely not my child yeah I fainted and, you know. And the mom died. And the mom died. No. <laughs> this is this is the worst ver- version of me, myself, and Irene I've ever seen. God, yeah, no. I mean, hopefully none of those happen. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that part scares me a little bit. Wouldn't but. that be pretty cool, though, if you could just, like, you had a genetic uh, Russian roulette and, like, people there wasn't like a gene line a genome you you could just be like maybe i'll have an asian one come out like that'd be cool like, who knows paternity test exact match who totally knows? yeah yeah that'd be funny that'd be interesting yeah. dude be yeah cool. no we'll see we'll see if it happens one day collect see if you could collect them all have yeah. like eight of them be like this is the four corners of the world in in <laughs> my christmas card here can't you God. see it <laughs> God, terrible yeah Terrible. I wish I was this funny on Friday night. I fucking bombed on stage. It was a disaster. But you were on stage. Yeah. Did you do a comedy set? Yeah. It was. It was a nice Where little was nightmare. Where was it at? It was at this venue, uh, stages in Lompoc. They used to do a lot of like hardcore and pop punk shows and things gotcha. like that. Um, been around for like ten years, but it's just trying to get back up to its uh, exposure after COVID and everything. Yeah. And uh, it's a cool spot. Just doing comedy shows there. The guy who has the lease on the place right now um he does like photo shoots in there sometimes and music rehearsals and recordings and he does a comedy show oh, uh, once cool. a month uh, first friday of every month it's called first friday funnies and um i don't even know if he wants or wanted to be a comedian but he hosts the show and it and you know god bless him like it's going horrible sometimes and yeah. it's so cool to have like those growing pains of like hey man you're facilitating my dream. I don't give a fuck. You know, like my yeah. microphone didn't work. Oh, and it, it was like, yep. I was like, are you, um, there's only one thing yeah, this whole place just, has to have. And it's of the microphone. So, it's you like know, the most simple stuff. Yeah. It was just like, <laughs> fuck. And, you know, but I, we all work full time jobs. So it's like, yeah, to, go, totally. to come there and be like, you know, God, yeah, no, that funny. would be very frustrating. Yeah. And like, no one showed up. There was like eight people, which was like 
Even but sometimes our first that's show kind had of more. fun. You're right, but the room was a little big for only eight people to be in there. Yeah. I think there's yeah. another room they have in the back with that they've also had shows in called the Blue Room uh-huh. uh, or the Blue Door. Blue Room. I don't know. We just call it the Blue Door. When uh-huh. I was like a wannabe roadie for all my friends' dumb hardcore bands. Um, that would be perfect for comedy. I would love to do comedy Ooh. in that little room because it's like maybe the size of like the kitchen to living room area and there's a stage uh-huh. you just put a bunch of chairs there's a couch in back it's perfect it'd be nice it'd be super cool i'm gonna talk to him about doing comedy in that room because it's way more niche feels way yeah. better for like it, if i'm telling like a punchline and uh-huh. there's this giant room you guys are like looking around like there's a lot to kind of there's not a lot not a good focal point right? yeah totally totally no, that's a good idea. You should. Thanks um, for letting me vent. Yeah, you should. You should tell tell them. That, oh my God, you're like my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm everybody's therapist at this point. <laughs> um, do you have your next episode lined up or like an idea? For yeah, me? so I have been kind of working on the outline, mm-hmm. and what what goes into working for an outline for an episode? Because I used to have yeah. a little more put into my preparation but Uh i realized the results were not consistent whether i did that or not yeah so just wing it and it's pretty authentic totally and i feel like when you do more like um interview conversational things it's kind of like hard to stick to an outline it is it is like if i just read the notes like those are for if you happen to be horrible to talk to and yeah. we can, maybe I'll bring something up. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, no, totally understandable. Um, maybe once or twice have I gone through like every note and question <laughs> and I'm like, um, you're still not talking to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, as far as the outlines for me, I kind of like, I'll pick a subject. Um, usually, it's something that someone tells me they want to hear or, um, you like outsource with the, like yeah. the, you did the voting. Yeah. I did and of the course voting. Oh, the narcissism one. Yeah. Shocker. Everyone's I, like, I, I want to hear about one. A little bit. Like I, I decided a little bit earlier than letting it run for as long as, um, the story was up, mm-hmm. which ended up being, um, generational trauma and epigenetics that mm. won by one vote. Um, but I had already started working on the outline for narcissism. So I just said, fuck it. I'm going to do this one. Um, there's some irony in there somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I want to learn about myself being a narcissist. There's no way that's real. God. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to do my next episode on that. Um, and I've been working on the outline for an idea like that. <clears throat> that someone else kind of was like, I want to hear about this, which someone mentioned it to me the other day. I was talking to a friend of mine and he was telling me, he was like, yeah, like I had a huge falling out with my dad. Cause I realized that that man is a narcissist and that he has, uh, influenced me and my brother in a way to where like we have these tendencies as well and I'm trying to like unlearn it and like I want to know more about it you should make a episode on it and I was like okay like honestly great idea um and a lot of other people wanted to hear about it so that's gonna be it and like for that I just did like 
online research, read a lot of articles, found one that was like very well written. And so it's mainly like based off of that, plus like my own thoughts. Um, but That's a lot really of cool. a lot of them, it's like I'm just reading because I just read books along these lines. I read. Yeah, books. I noticed it's you like, based the um, trauma. Was it the trauma bonding one on that book? You or no, no, there yeah, was, yeah. was the the men's uh, yeah. stunted emotional growth. That one was based off that Bell Hooks book. Bell Hooks, that's right. That's and right. What was I that also, book called again? It's called The Will to Change. The she also change. has a very popular book called All About Love. Okay. Um, that I've read a couple times over the years, and that one's uh, incredibly well written. I love when you can like revisit a book. I, well. That's the reason I really keep books is I don't necessarily finish them all, but I know I'm gonna revisit them, yeah. or I gotta like re-extract wisdom from them. No, totally. And even if I like read the full thing like five years ago, if I reread yeah. it oh, now, there's person. so much stuff that I forgot and that just didn't hit in the way or like wasn't relatable then but it is now you know yeah and i'm not even gonna pick up on all these things because i have a different experience by then and yeah i've been listening to audiobooks for the last couple years huge fan i have more credits on audible than i know what to do with because i still haven't finished all of them um well it was actually pretty costly because it was like over a hundred dollars a year of just like not gnarly 14 bucks a month. Uh, yeah. You, you don't, you don't, you're like, oh, I pay for Hulu. And then you're like, oh, it was $144 this year on Hulu. That's crazy. That is crazy. If it, if it was a lump sum, you'd be like, I, I, I need groceries. Stop. Yeah. I need groceries, but also <laughs> fucking uh, Hell's Kitchen has a new season out. So God. Yeah, totally. No, it adds up totally. But I, audiobooks, like I have a hard time paying attention. I need to have, I need to be like looking and reading a book, which really, is, I feel I, like is different I, I for everyone. I almost like ha- having the book and the audiobook. Yeah. So I, I can, can like highlight it and like hear it. Cause <laughs> apparently you uh, retain stuff better if you, uh, if it's an audio. Yeah. Uh, I could totally see that. Uh, I just assumption. like when I have a book, I'm like, oh, Amanda's back. I'm like writing notes underlining highlighting yeah, like absolutely it's all completely like yeah there's Which notes what, all, but, yeah, all I in, and that's was, you I know there's a way you could do that with audiobooks where it, it, it could yeah. just it was like your own little dj track list of what the book is to you essentially yeah. really dice it up but no, i'm totally. sure there's some software out there there's some nerd who does that but can't relate welcome back <laughs> um yeah no uh I forgot what I was saying. How we got audio books. My outlines. 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 Yeah. Outlines are very often just like on a whole book or a part of a book or whatever. Um, or I just do the research if it's something someone wants to hear about and I don't really have a book on it. That's cool. I'll just like do the research, I guess. But yeah, but this last, this episode coming out next week on narcissism, um, is going to be my season finale. So you do seasons. Yeah. So, um, wasn't like a plan necessarily, but since it's my 10th episode and I kind of want a break. Oh, already? You're already <laughs> like, done. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like so much, like it feels That's like school, cl- but in a good way because I'm reading books and yeah. doing research okay. and all that. That's like, it's kind of a lot, you know? Yeah. So I want to take like a few weeks off 
but also because I'm working on my peer support state certification courses right now. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to get those done. So that's like been a lot of, a lot of stuff. And I then I have I'm, the state test. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to do too many things at once too. Yeah. Not fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've never been to school as an adult and Ooh. had a job. I'm like, fuck, Ooh. I'm doing, what are you going to school for? My electrical training right. program. Okay. And, and I'm an electrician when I'm not doing that. So it, a lot of stuff. And I want to be a comedian more yeah. full time than I am. And I want to have a podcast and Just I so started a projects. new relationship and I have a new place and I want to put art on the walls and yeah. fucking I want to learn how to cook and I want to get just uh, so many hobbies just and so many. Oh, and tell me about it. Hobbies. I think one of the side <laughs> effects of being a kind of in a relationship that wasn't fulfilling in certain ways was like you lose yourself in hobbies oh yeah the guys do this a lot at least um because like that person 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 to person validation isn't there and i was already like a hobby person or like just had some fucking things i like to do and then i just got Uh way too into it with things and i think that was kind of like my misstep in a relationship too where i was like Oh, maybe I could have, you know, paid closer attention to what was wrong instead of ignoring it and replacing my attention to something. Yeah. But that ADHD is a bitch. When yeah, I can imagine. So. I can imagine. My ex was also diagnosed with ADHD. I mean, who isn't and these then, days? Uh, later, like, you know, tried medication for it. And he was like, is this what it's like for everybody else? Like, <laughs> you know, he was like, oh, my God. Because me and him are friends too yeah. now, so it's like I remember that moment. It's like, I remember when it kicked really. in. Yeah, my girlfriend was, at the time was sitting next to me, and she's like, "Well, let's just set a thirty-minute timer because if nothing adverse happens in about thirty minutes, you're good." Yeah, and I remember right about that time, it was like someone peeled like the fuzz off of you know when you have like an old DVD case and yeah. they, like, it has like that plastic wrapping and you can't and you peel it off and it's like oh it's still a nice case. Yeah. That's how it felt with like my thoughts. It was like, oh, the dust is gone. I bet that was like very satisfying. So satisfying. But also kind of freaky. Super, I love freaky though. Yeah. Like I was like, it was like, it was like LSD or mushrooms where it's like, I'm (laughs) definitely on drugs, but I know exactly (laughs) that I'm in the bushes at McDonald's. Like I'm not, that isn't lost on me. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. You're like, I'm still in touch with reality, but also like, you know. Yeah, that's how it felt. It's different now. It's different right now. Gosh, it. It was wild, so I get that. I mean, yeah, no, totally. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, I have just so much other stuff I need to work on right now too. And with like planning on moving, mm-hmm. I need to start going down to Long Beach. I'm going to see Rico Nasty, yeah. the rapper. Dude, Rico Nasty is nasty. She's funny. I'm She's tight. so excited that- in May, and then the next day, like. I'm going to drive around Long Beach and cause so many, like you find the good deals by just being there and looking for for rent signs, you know, like yeah. if you're looking online, everything's overpriced, Yeah, you gross. know? So it's like, I just have to like go down there more in the next couple months, but 
Um, yeah. And then Amanda's probably going to be on, I think she's going to go on a road trip with the dogs and like all that. So that sounds going to be, uh, dogs on a road trip. It'll be, it'll be fun, but there's just a lot of changes and a lot of things I have to focus on right now. And like, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, shit, if we can steer people towards your podcast anyways, cause you're going to leave the RSS feed up, right? You're not going to. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so totally. Just, you know, no, cause I'm going to, I'm going to go back to it for sure. Cause okay. I love doing it. But, and there's also other books that I want to read that aren't psychology based. So Dude. I want to. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> like, throw some cool new shit in the mix. Like, Nobody yeah, likes when you're a political thriller. All right. Uh. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, little break and then I'll revisit it. But I also want to work on like the business aspects of having a podcast and like, uh, you, you know, work what? on some it, technical stuff, maybe get the video going. You Dude. know, like what I was saying. Hey, if you figure it out before I do, fucking give me a heads up because <laughs> I don't know anyone personally that has a podcast and does video and does it like well or in a way that I would do it. Yeah. The visual component is an undertaking. Yeah. From what I learned. Yeah. I like kind of crowdfunded my listeners to buy me a camera uh-huh. and I'm super fortunate, super thankful that camera cannot last throughout a whole podcast really? it dies and it doesn't have an external Damn. like battery and i'm like oh fuck so i feel like cheap and shitty because yeah. i got all this money from people to buy a camera bought a camera even my aunt like gave me like a check on my birthday which was Aww, super cool because so like yeah, yeah like i'm mean, she wasn't giving me checks Supportive. the rest of my birthdays yeah so it was super cool it was nice and uh i still don't have video yeah. and i think like just watching these fucktards on uh, like barstool sports get oh big, just being gross. Like, I'm like, Seems how like are the they worst. so popular being dumber than I am, uglier than I am, not as funny as yeah. me? <laughs> yeah. Hey, when does that episode of narcissism come out, by the way? Um, <laughs> and fucking, and, yeah. and they're just be, and they're just talking to like uh, OnlyFans models, and I'm like, what the. F- Oh my God. I used to want to real. I was like, I really want to talk to someone who like makes that content. Like, that'd be crazy. I have all these questions. And then I'm just watching them do it. I'm like, that's horrible. I never want to talk to someone like that or that way. Like I get it. Especially if you're in the moment or you're there, it's a whole different, but like they just fucking have clips of that up and just like popular as hell, popular as ever. And I was like, I have over a hundred episodes to choose from that I could have just clipped and put on TikTok. And I know I saw this really cool story about a woman whose dad wrote a book like this, like thriller book or this horror book or something like that in uh like 11 10 11 years ago i think i saw that actually and she was like everyone go buy this book and and it was a number one insane like 34 million people that's so cool it's so so cool and i was like dude i'm like why does this happen to me on my my podcast yeah (laughs) yeah that's another thing that i'm like i need to start working like as i'm doing this break i'm like i need to focus on like taking little parts, audio clips of episodes that I've already made and like doing the marketing aspects and like making those into like TikToks and shit like that. And like just trying to like grow that following and then like, I mean, would love to make money. So like sponsors would be be the goal for me too. You know, like I'm trying to like, do all the business aspects during my like break from making episodes too. So we'll see. I think doing that kind of like footwork 
for yeah. that is really important and integral and a big part of what kind of uh, was a big push for me starting the podcast was um, that guy, Gary V. Vaynerchuk. He's mm-hmm. like a fucking guru guy, whatever, but he's like, just tells it how it is and fucking gets people motivated and yeah. just making a bunch of money. Totally. And he's a, <laughs> like, you know, and his like, that helped me a bunch of like, oh, I need to make fucking content and just do this every day and just like fucking create something. And yeah. it was very inspiring. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, damn, you're so you even saying that's like, fuck yeah, like that's another thing I gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind and, the art on the walls. I gotta really push yeah. that. No, it's important. It's important um, if you want to like, I guess, grow followings. Cause like you can be consistent with your content, but if people don't know about it, they just don't know about it. You know? know. Yeah. Cause like people say consistency is key, but it's like that algorithm has no idea what consistency is. It just is going to pick up my wavelength or it's not. Exactly. So I had a viral TikTok once, which is really cool, (laughs) but I wish it would have made me some fucking money or it was about my podcast or steered people towards like a comedy show or something. I had a couple viral TikToks that were really funny. One, one was like, um, probably a year ago and it was when euphoria season two came out and yeah. I made some TikTok on it that was just like funny. Cause it was like, uh, Alexa Demi, which is like Maddie from euphoria, mm-hmm. a picture of her with Azalea Banks mm. and, uh, <laughs> which is like the cursed image. <laughs> and I love Azalea Banks. She's like one of the funniest. She's way funnier than I ever gave her credit for. <laughs> She's hilarious. And like, an insanely talented musician. So, you know, but I want to see this TikTok because I like Euphoria <laughs> and Azalea Banks. So this is, this is fun. Yeah, that one went viral. It had like half a million listen or watches, I guess. Well, that's cute. I got <laughs> 7 million. 7 million? No yeah. way. It, the stupidest what video. What was too. it? I was at lunch with my <laughs> uh, sometimes friend, my, uh-huh. my, one of my mentally ill friends who was homeschooled. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking literally just had a flower in our Thai dish or whatever. And I was uh-huh. like... Yeah, you should eat that. And he's picked it up and he's like, oh, I have to eat it now. And he ate it. And I was, I was like, don't, don't you have fucking floral allergies? And he goes, and that's it. He just reacts to it and that's it. Bam, that's zap, so perfect. It's just like, so, just the perfect <laughs> physical the, consequence. Yeah, those are like, it's insane that those are kind of the ones that go viral. Yeah. I had one, I have one that like, doesn't, it's not as insane insanely viral but it's like a year old and has consistently just always every time every time i'm getting notifications and it was just talking about like how people reacted when i shaved my head (laughs) and like the weird attention that i got from Mm. men after i shaved my head that's perfect because you know what gnarly yeah because let me tell you fucking if i see a video like that i'm like I'm a man. Am I giving people the weirdest, wrongest attention? Because <laughs> there's nothing more validating than being like, I'm not fucking one of those weirdos. Like when a yeah, girl shaves her head no, and acts totally. like that, you can just shit on other guys. So, totally. And it's not like, like, like I was getting like creepy attention. Up. I just didn't. Th- I didn't think that when I gave myself like shaved my head that men were going to be like, give me more attention. I got way more attention when I had a, 
buzz cut. And it was all from men that were way older, which is just not what I expected. They, they saw G.I. Jane and they were like, hell yeah, this is my... <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Do you totally. know who Demi Moore is? I, I, God. Yeah. No, I told this one story of... Uh, I was at Frog and Peach. Shout, and shout out. This, <laughs> yeah. And this old man came up to me and was just like, I just wanted to tell you that I admire your presence here and I love your haircut. And I was like, oh, well, you know, thank you. Like, he wasn't being creepy either. Yeah. It was I mean, just like, it, it was just creepy, like, but I don't get like validation men aren't saying like that. that to me regularly. Like it's just yeah. because I like have a buzz cut right now that like he noticed. And I was like, oh, like, what's your name? And he was like, I'm Kermit the Third. And I was like, Kermit the Third? This guy was being creepy, it turns out. He was, that was his dead ass name though. And he was like, I'm on a Vespa tour. Oh, that's cute. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, what's going on? Yeah, see, he wasn't even trying to hook up. He couldn't just like no. take you on the Vespa. No. Close, roll the window up. It, it wasn't, wasn't even happening. creepy. It was just like, it's just weird interactions. I just had a lot of weird interactions when I had a that buzz cut. Sense. Yeah, it makes sense. When I was yeah. a teenager, I girls with short hair and buzz cuts was like my like thing. So yeah, I totally, totally get why people would ever should have or it's just like, I don't know, I guess just draws more immediate attention. Yeah, because it's not typical. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. If I saw you with a buzzed head, I'd be like, oh my God, what are your pronouns before we can speak? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, totally. He, him. Totally. I, mustache gave it away, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> it, so, <laughs> so they were like, are you cool? <laughs> are yeah. you cool or am I going to lose my job for talking to you? God, understandable. Understandable. <laughs> no, totally. But yeah. Do you have any closing uh, stories, thoughts, questions, or anything? I don't think so. Yeah, that's fair I think enough. we covered quite good, a bit. Good amount. I know. Yeah. I was looking, and like the first 25 minutes were like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. I was like, damn, <laughs> yeah. hell yeah. This is getting off to a great start. No, totally. Some people was like pulling teeth at first. Oh, I bet. Until they like get kind of comfortable. Yeah. It's funny. Those are the that. people who usually don't drink, and I'm like, man, I wish we had a fucking shot of tequila yeah. for you right here. Yeah. <laughs> that would probably help a little bit. <laughs> God. Okay. Well, perfect. All right. Sophia Lynn. You go by that? Sophia Lynn. Sophia Lynn. Yeah. 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 I usually drop my last name. Drop your last name. Fair enough. I won't put so, it on then. Yeah. I mean, it's fine if you do, but you know, it's a, it's a mouthful. Yeah. What is it? Swartzbaugh. Swartzbaugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't flow off the tongue, does it? Swartzbaugh. It's yeah. not very, I don't Definitely know. Definitely a horse girl last name. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Perfect. Well, right. thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, uh, maybe when you're down in Long Beach, make a trip out, do it again, have a sequel to the podcast. Oh, uh, I would I love that. I tell most people, like, always welcome back. There's a few people, and it's never fucking happening again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can imagine. They don't know that. There's the few, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <All> <laughs> totally. Right. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you. Thank you.